Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Nothing I can say that will explain it for you. Come on. See for yourself. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Rabbit Hole. I am your host, Odd, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Ali. Hello. So, read something interesting. Word vomit. Read something interesting recently. Um, something that is a cause for concern for one of us. I am not so much worried about this. But apparently, there is a move to brand conspiracy theorists as domestic terrorists. We're talking in a sense where we could be charged. And put in prison. So, the FBI, for the first time, has identified fringe conspiracy theorists as a domestic terrorist threat. According to a previously unpublicized document obtained by Yahoo News, the FBI intelligence bulletin from the Bureau's Phoenix field office dated May 30th, 2019, describes conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists as a growing threat and notes that it is the first such report to do so. It lists a number of arrests, including some that haven't been publicized, related to violent incidents motivated by fringe beliefs. The document specifically mentions QAnon, a shadowy network that believes in a deep state conspiracy against President Trump, and Pizzagate, the theory that a pedophile ring, including Clinton Associates, was being run out of a basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant, which didn't actually have a basement. The FBI assesses these conspiracy theories very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve in the modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individuals or individual extremists to carry out criminal or violent acts. The document states, it also goes on to say that F- the FBI believes conspiracy theory-driven extremists are likely to increase during the 2020 presidential, presidential election cycle. So, all of you out there that enjoy conspiracy theory podcasts, that enjoy conspiracy theories, that may not necessarily believe one way or another, but do enjoy talking about them and expounding upon the what-ifs, would be labeled domestic terrorists. Or at least that's how it would seem. Now, while we're not radicals, like... Fuck you, I'm totally radical, dude. No. That was a really long pause. Because you don't understand the process my brain just went through trying to understand what the fuck you just did. It's totally tubular. Radical, dude. Keep it up and I'll leave. (laughs) 
I just... We're not extremists, conspiracy extremists, conspiracy radicals, but... When it comes to stuff like this, though, they can label whatever they want to label. Fuck the Juggalos were labeled as a fucking gang and possible do- domestic terrorists. Right. Like The they can Juggalos. Do yeah. Honestly. The only one that really should be labeled, that's Trump. But... Yeah. Fucking Juggalos aren't doing anything except drinking excessive amounts of Fago and listening to shitty music. I can't. Because I pictured them all like, yeah. <laughs> that being said, at one point in my youth, I was down with the clown. I still kind of think in little bits you are. Ah, there's some of the old songs that I, I, I actually do still enjoy. Uh, well. So, about me saying we're not extremists, and apparently we are. Uh, but I, in no way, shape, or form, will be burying any child in a Juggalo-themed hatchet man coffin. No, but, however, now that we are being labeled as conspiracy theorists who have <laughs> ties to a domestic terrorism group, apparently. You just said that. You just said it. Who? What? I'm lost. Of course you are. You could just explain. Who was labeled as terrorists? Juggalos. Right. You just said that you were down. They'll tie it. Oh, of course they will. If you say one thing, you're linked to anybody. I drove past a fucking, you know, playground one time. They'll label me a pedophile. I mean. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how far it goes. <laughs> A piece of paper fell out of my uh, pocket once while I was walking. I'll be labeled an eco-terrorist. I mean... <laughs> I, just, I just can't with some of this because it's true. It's, it's how far they would take it. That, that's, that's honestly it. Do I think, honestly, that uh, podcasters are going to be hassled? Maybe. Do I think they're going to go to jail? Probably not. I think they're talking about the the ones... I, I know... Who... This is Antifa. This is the alt-right. This is Antifa. This is um, a, uh, Anonymous. Mm. You know, the... the this However, is... Anonymous has done some really great stuff. Uh, true. But this is, this is to go after people who Un... are really shaking up the status quo. Understandable. But if they're willing to go after them, they're willing to go far and say, like, well, these are seeds of it. You, you've got to nip it all the way down. Maybe. Like, that's how far they could take it if they decide they really want to go that route. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to go, like, what they do with the drugs. They'll go after the high-level fucking dealers mm-hmm. before they'll ever touch Ray Ray on the corner. Uh, they already kind of went after Ray Ray on the corner, didn't they? Yeah, but they'll let Ray Ray out because uh, he'll flip on the bigger fish. I don't think they're letting Ray Ray out anymore, honey. I don't think so. Either way, I don't believe um, what we do is going to be a a concern. Although it could be. You know, there's tons of people out there that thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, talk about the men in black and, you know, what I've seen and whatnot. And nothing will come of it. And then, you know, people show up at their door. You never know. 
and and that's the state we're living in at this point that that's the world we're living in it's it's not even just our country because there are super restrictive things in other countries you know uh north korea limits the the media and the social media and the internet and and everything else great britain has its own set of rules when it comes to the things you can and cannot say publicly um you know we <laughs> we live supposedly in a democracy here in america it's but not it is, labeled a democracy anymore it's something else it's totalitarian like, no, no, no i'm no, sorry no. it's republic it's a republic it's a democratic republic or something like that it's, it's something like that but it's different yeah it's we, really an oligarchy what was it we fell out of a democratic union in I want to say either Bush or Clinton's administration. Somewhere in there, something happened when it flipped. But I don't, I think it, I want to say it was a Bush, but I don't remember which one. It was probably baby Bush. I think you're right. I think it was either right before or right after 9-11. Because if it had been Father Bush, then it would have happened during the Reagan era, honestly. Yeah. I don't think it was anything that Senior Bush or Clinton had to do with it. I think it, there was just something. Fuck no, man. Clinton was a fucking homie that just got his dick sucked in the office. Like I really do <laughs> want the painting that was found in Epstein's house. <laughs> I want that. Like, who has a commissioned painting of Bill Clinton in a dress and heels? I love the meme that I saw the other day. Um... It was Monica Lewinsky, and it said, the when you suck dick good enough to escape the Clinton death squad. And I mean, she did, so... I but, love Clinton. So, I, I mean, you could compare what we're living in to uh, George Orwell's 1984. I mean, you know, some... It's, it's, it's a novel, and it was supposed to be fiction, um... You know, it, it was supposed to be uh, a warning um, uh, how things could be. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. This is true. You know, um, George Orwell saw things that he didn't like and saw how far and how bad things could get and if decided to only, write about it. If they would have only listened to Carter... Well, but history is littered with people that if they had only listened to them, you know. I truly believe he was the one, though, if they would have only listened to Carter, we wouldn't have a quarter of the problems we have now. Could but, be true. But, you know, he was just talked about being just a crazy guy and just too out there for, you know, the right wing. Well, in 1984, for those that don't know... Um, there is a totalitarian uh, regime. It uh, is in the uh, providence of a superstate named Oceana. Uh, it's ruled by a group called the Party, who employ uh, the Thought Police to persecute individuality and independent thinking. The Party's leader is Big Brother, who enjoys an intense cult of personality even though he may not even exist. The protagonist of the novel is Winston Smith, a rank-and-file party member who is outwardly diligent and a skillful wor worker, 
but secretly hates the party and dreams of rebellion against Big Brother. Smith chooses to rebel by entering a, into a forbidden relationship with a co-worker named Julia. It's a classic piece of literary. Uh, most of you, if you enjoy what we talk about and you know, if you enjoy what other conspiracy theory podcasts talk about, you have probably read 1984. Uh, it's a genre of political fiction with dystopian science fiction thrown in. And the word fiction at this point, without the word non in front of it, seems lacking. Mm -hmm. Many of its terms and concepts, such as Big Brother, Double Think, Thought Crime, Newspeak, Room 101, Telescreen, 2 plus 2 equals 5, and Memory Hole, have entered into common usage, or common usage since its publication in 49. Question. What is usage? Shut up. <laughs> 1984 also popularized the adjective Orwellian, which con uh, connotes... Connotes? Connotes? Connotates. Con you know? So, uh, things such as official deception, secret surveillance, brazenly misleading terminology, and manipulation of recorded history by a totalitarian or an authoritarian state. It is is not too far off from what we live in or what some believe we live in or what some would have you believe we don't live in if you look around we're being watched at every moment of every day we're being listened to every moment of every day Shout out to the FBI guy in my webcam staring at you right now, getting to listen to the show before everybody else. Right? What's up, dude? When we set up our Patreon, <laughs> please, please make sure you donate. <laughs> and uh, we're okay with this for some reason, or we don't believe that it exists. Remember back to our very first episode of called Tech Nightmares. We talked about how technology is being misused. We touched on the fact that you're always being listened to and you're always being watched by the device that you can't live without. Your phone is a tool and can be utilized to spy on you at any given moment. And worse yet, because we have started putting smart technology into every fucking thing our dumbasses use... Now everything can watch and listen you. That timepiece that your loved one got you because they knew you loved technology? Yeah. Your watch is listening. Your watch is recording. Your watch is watching. That new fancy smart home system that you just put in where you can talk to whatever you need to, to turn things on, to unlock doors, to turn on lights. Yeah, it's always listening. So when you're in the bedroom with your lady friend getting a finger shoved up your ass, it knows. And Siri disapproves. Sometimes I say things just to get that sound on, uh, on record. Uh, I just... 
But no, we live in a constantly watching, constantly listening state. And we're guilty of it too because the rise of cam girls and reality TV and all this other shit that we, we, we have to watch. We are a very voyeuristic society. We, we want to watch the drama unfold. We want to see that car accident. We want to see... Speak for yourself on that one. Nah, it's not everyone, but everyone has that I want to watch. Your ASM- Live PD. Live PD, your ASMR videos. It's just the sand one. Stop accusing me of it, everything. It doesn't matter. I play like- with the sand yourself. Why are you watching someone else play? Buy me the sand! Oh. Right! But think about it. And now... Now we've even gotten our kids into this. Well, they kind of got themselves into it, but we've gotten our kids into this. Take an iPad away from a kid and watch the meltdown. Mm-hmm. How many times does your child watch someone else play a game versus playing the game themselves? I do that. Voyeuristic. But I also do that at the same time that I'm usually playing a different game. Like, I like to hang out with the streamer themselves. It's not so much about the game. Which almost makes it worse, because now you're you're doing something yourself, but you still feel compelled to have to watch. It's not about having to watch, necessarily, for me. It's like having a conversation. I can talk. Could you go 30 days without watching any single streamer? Are we talking, like, YouTube, too? Yeah. Could I? Yes. Would you? I could. I I, I, I I don't necessarily think that I would enjoy it because there are some people whose content I really do like. and Like Mini. Like we talk about Mini Lad a lot because we love Mini Lad. But um, that's still tying into that voyeuristic nature. We love to watch. See, I think that's different. Because he creates the content different. Like any YouTuber and stuff like that, they create the content differently. If it was just like... Those weird websites that we find where you can just tap into someone's security camera and just watch them. That's voyeuristic. But having something like someone puts on a show, it's like this. It's still a touch of voyeurism. I don't see it as that. I see it as the same as watching a TV show that is scripted. Like a sitcom. Even watching that is is in some ways voyeuristic. Because we're, we're peering into somebody's life. Whether it's a fictional life or not, we're peering into somebody's life. It's a fictional simulated life. To me, that does it. Welcome to the real world. Uh, Air quotes around real. A fictional simulated life. Oh, oh, fictional simulated life. God, stop it. The Sims. Sims. Stop it! That is like the peak of voyeurism right there. No, honey. That's control. But you also have to watch them at every point otherwise they'll throw away the newspaper and somehow set the house on fire we don't get newspapers anymore but i agree with the house fire thing i guess it depends on which sims you're playing my sim decided to take a shower all of a sudden the bathroom catches on fire why how there were no candles lit actually i figured that one out when that happened to me i figured out what it was Mm -hmm. i left autonomy on full and they had fireworks in their inventory, and they lit one. And they decided instead of going outside, they lit the firework in the bathroom and caught everything on fire. That sounds like some kids you'd see on YouTube. Like, there's water in here. We'll just turn it on. It can't catch on fire. Oh, shit! <laughs> I don't understand either, like, how they... And even the sim gurus have said that they don't know how their autonomy takes it, as you can put that firework anywhere, because it's supposed to be labeled as only being out. 
so they're supposed to take it outside to let the fire work. For some reason, they just put it down anywhere in the house, and it immediately causes a fire. So... So let's dive into it a little bit further. What is Big Brother? Okay? Big Brother is the eye in the sky that's always watching. Can we just talk about, though, how much we absolutely, like reference this in mainstream and we never like there's a fucking tv show that's been on for a billion seasons called big brother i wasn't necessarily referencing that but the callback i made earlier about like shout out to the fbi guy in the webcam like we talk we make jokes about this daily everybody does like but see there are some that would believe too that things like this tv show the big you know titled big brother have been specifically designed and put out there to make it harder to research certain things and actually look at it. Well, it's it's the same thing as when you research Elisa Lamb mm. and there's this okay, there's a theory on the Elisa Lamb case that Elisa Lamb was a an actor and she was paid to do this and the body was never actually found or it was a hired hit on this person because of a drug that had just failed called Lamalisa and when you now search Lamalisa all you get back is Elisa Lamb case file stuff. Well it some have even pointed that uh, the recent DC movie Shazam was not necessarily put out because they thought they had a decent property but it was put out to um, turn all those searches for that that Sinbad movie. Yeah, into uh, something. Yeah. So we weren't digging any deeper. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I guess my question there is, how does that come to be? So somebody powerful behind the scenes goes to Shadow. a producer and it's handed down and Shadow down government. and down and down and somebody's just like, yeah, okay. Shadow government. I just don't. Think about it. They they say that the media is t- is tied in with the government, and that movies are often used as ways to prepare us for the idea of something. There's. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that suddenly I'm going to turn into like Elsa and I'm going to have ice shooting out of my hands? No, not necessarily. But think about it. We had a wave of disaster movies for a while, and then we had some severe disasters. It's it's a stretch. Don't get me wrong. But there hmm. is... Think about it. Um, waves of alien movies How? over the course of the years. This isn't something that, like, oh, we'll do it this year, and then next year we'll, we'll spring it on the American people. No, this is a conditioning that goes on for years, decades. Well, I mean, the fire that just happened in California and the fire that nobody learned about until, like, the last two weeks about, you know, happening in the rainforest. The Amazon rainforest has been on fire for a month, and did media talk about it? No, we had to go search and find it. And now it's everywhere because people are like, wait a minute, this is happening? And it's been happening all month crazy so anyways talking about big brother you know you got to talk about a totalitarian state in a totalitarian state media outlets would depict a big brother scenario usually identifying it as an all-seeing eye or an all-hearing ear of despotic of a despotic regime or police state people often say big brother is watching you in discussions about measures pressured by some authority that threaten the public's privacy 
Now, this all sounds like fiction until you dive a little deeper. In the United States, uh, I think it's uh, COINTELPRO, was a series of covert and often illegal projects conducted by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting American political organizations. They also targeted what the FBI deemed as subversive activist groups and individuals most notoriously during the civil rights movements. Now, in the 21st century, you have U.S. Cyber Warfare Unit, Information Operations Technology Center, the IOTC, is the joint U.S. Cyber Warfare Unit for Signals Intelligence and is headed by the NSA. It is headquartered at Fort Meade, Maryland, which, with branches around the U.S., including San Antonio, Texas, the U.S. cyber divisions under the IOTC include the following. U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command, Marine Crypto uh, Cryptologic Support Battalion, U.S. Fleet Cyber Command, U.S. Air Force, ISR Agency, Coast Guard Intelligence, Critical Defense Technology Division, Special Technology Operations, and P-42 Information Warfare Cell. These are all run by various branches, CIA, NSA, you know, it's, it is scary how much they have to be able to infiltrate. Now, they will say that this is only to protect us from foreign threats. They've already said that. But they're also looking at domestic. And now some would say, okay, well, they're looking at domestic threats. Okay, fine. Catch them before things go wrong. If Great. they truly were interested in domestic threats, they would have caught any of those shooters that happened in the last month. Not only that, but any of them that had happened in the last decade. True. They don't care about that. They're gathering information for themselves. This is a quote from the IOTC, which is in charge of PRISM, a surveillance program. We, the CIA, also created, one year ago, the Information Operations Technology Center at Fort Meade. The IOTC is another of our joint DOD and intelligence community activities, providing advice and developing technology, technology, techniques sorry, that can protect U.S. infrastructure and systems. Okay. So, I don't think that... How do I phrase this? So... One of the conspiracy theories around Big Brother is the cell phones were invented just so they could have a reason and a way to watch us. Okay. My thought process there, though, even if we didn't have the cell phones, look at traffic cams, surveillance for any building, it, it wouldn't matter what technology we opted into. There would always, you would have to move into the middle of nowhere like the Unabomber did and go that far out. But even still, think about somebody doing trail cams and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I don't think until that style of government we've brought down, it wouldn't matter. Because they would always find a way and we'd basically be helpless to it. Mm-hmm. Which kind of we are. Like, even if we opted out of cell phones, webcams, anything like that, 
any smart home. We could live in cabins in the woods and go off of only, like, candlelight. We're still going to be watched. Not as closely. Eh? Now, the reason for all those different groups being created is global surveillance. See, the term Big Brother has also been applied to global surveillance in the digital age. Satellites, etc. Global surveillance was not widely acknowledged by governments in the mainstream media until the global surveillance disclosures by Edward Snowden triggered a debate about the right to privacy in the digital age. Mass surveillance is currently a global issue, often criticized for violating privacy rights, limiting civil and political rights and freedoms, and being illegal under some legal or constitutional systems. In 2013, the practice of mass surveillance by world's governments was called into question after Edward Snowden's uh, global surveillance disclosure. Reporting uh, based on documents Snowden leaked to various media outlets triggered a debate about civil liberties and the right to privacy in the digital age. A growing concern is that the increase of mass surveillance could lead to the development of a surveillance state or an electronic police state where civil liberties are infringed or political dissent is undermined uh, by operations by, like COINTELPRO. Such a state could also be referenced as a totalitarian state. Now, we see it all the time now. Social media is uh, going after groups for things they say or things they do, which in some cases they're doing rightly so. Mm -hmm. But in other cases, we are also being restricted in the flow of information and the freedom to talk about things. I've seen discussions that were not saying one way or another for any given incident but they have been removed Mm -hmm. and they were not removed by the the original uh, poster and they were not removed by the people who were commenting they have just been taken away now some might say well we use Facebook for free so we have to follow their rules okay I get that I've often used that argument myself when people bitch about things they don't like on Facebook when they, they change how things are, are, are done or like when they update your newsfeed and everything gets screwed up or you know they do another update and they start hiding your favorite pages and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> Look, I get Twitter, that. If I say latest tweets, I don't mean for you to change it back to top tweets midday. <clears throat> right. So these are features that I have seen people complain about. And I have often said, well, if you don't like it, leave the platform. Well, I have to to follow my own advice there. If I don't like that I'm being silenced, I have to leave the platform. But here's the problem with that. At that point, then, you would then have to leave every platform. There would be no more social media. YouTube is ever restricting just just constantly like poor youtube creators can't catch a break every five minutes youtube is doing something to screw over the creators and take down um people's content that they don't agree with demonetized beyond you can't show your kids and you can't talk about your kids for fear of pedophiles in your comment section like come on youtube you know, Facebook is restricting, Twitter is restricting, YouTube is restricting, Google is restricting. Twitch just stepped over that boundary when um, the streamer Alinity abused her cat on stream, and now anyone who talks about her on stream badly is suddenly removed or put under review. 
but she herself has not been removed. Which... She threw her cat on stream and even, like, spit vodka in its face. Like There, there was a, a, a video I, I recently saw from YouTube where a woman Brooke was... Houts. Hit her dog. Brooke Houts. Did anything happen to her? No. Why not? She put up content showing abusive animals. She said it was a mistake. She took it down and then posted the correct one. See, what it was... It doesn't had, matter. You still put it out there. Okay, so what she had done was she posted... I think we've watched these videos together. You know where you put, like, saran wrap around the door and you jump it, over you it? You prank your animals. Right. It's stupid, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, she went to do that. And at the end of the video, the dog was, like, trying to play with her. She shoved it to the ground and spit on it and then punched it multiple times. All of this, she meant to take out. And this video was like two, let's say, it was like a minute long. Um, she accidentally uploaded the footage with her abusing her dog. She meant to put up the one without it, which was only two minutes long. So, she took down that one and then put it, put the good one in its place. Because she took it down before YouTube, like, how, mm, this is what makes me mad. YouTube didn't manually review this. Even though there was abuse and multiple people reported it. However, the other day I saw that Craig Thompson, Mini Lad's video of meme stream, he uploaded and it was immediately demonetized. But God forbid her video be taken down. But no punishment to the creator. You, no punishment to the creator. You put it on the platform. Regardless of whether or not you took it down, the internet lives forever. And it's You circulated. put it up there. And it's, it can be tied back to you. You Which broke the terms then, of service. She just put up the worst apology on Twitter ever. You should go read it. It's almost laughable. You know what? This all of the said, fucking... I had a bad day. Uh, Shut up. All of the fucking public apologies that are ever done are terrible. I'm sorry. I showed you the one I thought was greatest. The Laura Lee apology. Where she said really racist shit on Twitter. And then apologized on her makeup channel. And she was just... And fake just, crying. God, it was oh. But yeah, all of the apologies that have, have gotten up. Fucking PewDiePie's apology for the shit that he said. The uh, fucking Logan Paul or, or oh, the apology for the, the shit that he did. You know, uh, was it uh, the, the Tana apology? Uh, all of them. They're fucking bullshit. You're only doing it because your fucking livelihood is going to be hurt if you don't. I don't believe for one second that any of them are fucking sorry for any of the bullshit that they've done. I'd halfway believe on PewDiePie that he actually is sorry for what he did. Nope. Me, fuck him. I, I do think he's one of the exceptions. Now, I could be wrong, but I do think... I don't watch his content, but from what I've seen from him, like, since then, I believe he's truly changed his ways. But, but all of these, these things that we're talking about, though, when it comes to the totalitarian state and watching... They all have ties to different conspiracy theories. One of them oh, with go. the the global <laughs> uh, the global surveillance and Big look. Brother can be tied to MK Ultra. Now look, I specifically said we can't do the JFK one this week because I have to research so far down many rabbit holes. I did not say for you to go ahead and drop another one in my lap. No, and see, you got to understand, we will talk about things, multiple things within each different one because in some ways they are all tied together. MKUltra, for those that don't know, is an illegal CIA mind control program that began in the early 50s. It oversaw the Monarch Project, the Silva Mind Control Program, and black sites such as Montauk Point. People still don't believe this is real. 
It is a tough pill to swallow when you stop to think about it. No, it's not. People still think this wasn't real. And when we get the survivors who actually came out and said, and they were proven right that these were really happening to them. Yeah, but the survivors were predominantly people in the military, and the military likes to discredit anyone that doesn't tow the company line. Uh, the Project MK Ultra was first brought to wide public attention in 75 by the U.S. Congress uh, through investigations by the Church Committee and a presidential commission known as the Rockefeller Commission. Oh, God, there you go. Investigative efforts were hampered by the fact that the CIA director, Richard Helms, ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed in 73. The church committee and Rockefeller Commission investigations relied on the sworn testimony of direct participants and on the relatively small number of documents that survived Helms's destruction order. The published evidence indicates that Project MKUltra involved the use of many methodologies to manipulate an individual's mental state and alter their brain functions, including the serpentuous, serpentuous, yeah, fuck. Fuck that word. Fuck it. <laughs> Including the administration of drugs and other chemicals, <laughs> sensory deprivation, isolation, and both verbal and sexual abuse. Look, I'm really fucking smart, but sometimes words just don't want to come freely. Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> Although the CIA insists that MK Ultra type experiments have been abandoned, 14-year CIA veteran Victor Machetti has stated in various interviews well, sorry, that the name. CIA routinely conducts disinformation campaigns and the CIA mind control research continued. In, 70, in a 77 interview, Machetti specifically called the CIA or called the CIA claim that MK Ultra was abandoned a cover story. In 1977, a Freedom uh, an FOIA request uncovered a cache of 20,000 documents relating to MK Ultra. Man, I love that act. Which led to the Senate hearings of 77. In recent times, most information regarding MK Ultra has officially has been officially declassified. One 1955 document gives an indication of the size and range of the effort. The document refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Substances which increase the efficiency of mental... Uh, uh, mentation and perception, materials which will prevent or counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol, materials Ooh. which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol, e. materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases Jesus. in a reversible way so that they may be used for malingering. Materials which will render the induction of hypnosis easier or otherwise enhance its usefulness. Substances which will enhance the ability of an individual to withstand uh, privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. The frickin' uh, Men in Black Mind Eraser tool. That's what that was. 
Physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of uh, continual use. Substances which will produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of legs, acute anemia, and etc. Substances which will produce pure euphoria with no subsequent letdown. Substances which alter personality structure in such a way that have the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. That would be truth serum or sodium pentothal. pentothal. Hasn't that been totally, like, proven irrelevant and substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts okay. substances which will promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties preferably without permanent effects a knockout pill which can be administered in drinks foods cigarettes and an aerosol which will be safe to use provide a maximum of amnesia and be suitable for use by agent types and ad hoc on an ad hoc basis, and a material which can be administered by the above routes, and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. Now, this was taking place in 77. This is a conversation that I had recently uh, with someone at work, uh, a co-worker. Imagine how far we could be now. We were talking about the crack epidemic of the 80s. Oh, 100%. And this is not something that we're totally getting into right now. But this project and the stuff that I just listed off could have been the result of crack. Mm -hmm. Or I, the crack, crack could have been the result of. Because they wanted a way to get back at black people for the civil rights movement and the wanting and obtaining all of the same rights as white people. Topic for a different time, though. Oh, yeah, we've got to touch on that one eventually. And when it comes to disclosure, on the Senate floor in 77, Senator Ted Kennedy said, the deputy director of the CIA revealed that over 30 universities and institutions were involved in an extensive testing and experimentation program, which include covert drug tests on unwitting citizens at all social levels, high and low, Native Americans and foreign. Several of these tests involved the administration of LSD to unwitting subjects in social situations. At least one death, that of Dr. Olson, resulted from these activities. The agency itself acknowledged that these tests made little scientific sense. The agents doing the monitoring were not qualified scientific observers. Why? Why what? I'm trying to phrase. Because you could just leave it at why and, you know. What would be the purpose of LSD in public situations? Riots? No. Mass hallucinations. So now we talk about... Okay, so... Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, all I thought about was the Facebook group about raiding Area 51. Do you remember the ending oh, shit, of... Shit, there's a Sorry. Do you, do you remember the ending 
of the graphic novel The Watchmen. Vaguely. It's been a very long time. In the graphic novel, the uh, government and the, the, the power elite were trying to come up with a way to blame Dr. Manhattan for some ridiculous thing. And at the end, this fake giant squid alien monster was teleported. Yep. So, now we talk about holographs and how easily it could be to get you to see whatever you want wanted in the sky. Well, I mean, we've already seen holographic technology. Look at the tour of, like, Michael Jackson. The point... Like that posthumous. The point of giving people LSD in public would have been to try to induce mass hallucinations to get them to believe they saw something. Isn't one of the theories that that was something along the lines for 9-11? Hmm. Isn't that one of the weird ones? The plane was the hallucination. Yeah. But and then we ended up going back and finding videos where it looked like the plane did not actually go through the building. It just clipped. Yep. Shit, there's even some right now that say that the uh, the Twin Towers falling was part of the Mandela effect. It was two universes colliding violently. I mean, if it wasn't for the actual terrorists... Either way, so we go back to Big Brother because there's another offshoot. Jesus. Operation Vigilant Eagle. <laughs> I'm sorry. How like gung ho American are these names? OVE is a homeland security operation headed by the FBI to identify and neutralize U.S. citizens who criticized President Obama and/or the Obama administration. Now. It may have been started at that point. It may have been started before that. It may be continuing now. The operation has since been used to incarcerate veterans who speak out against the government. Many of the veterans detained under this program are denied due process and forced to undergo psychological exams against their will. Veteran soldiers of Iraq and Afghanistan have been primary targets. No lone wolf terrorist actions or plots have been uncovered using this program. No lone wolf terrorists have been stopped by this program. It is used as an excuse to arrest and detain veterans who exercise their First Amendment rights and voice their displeasure with the government. SWAT teams have been specifically trained to deal with military veterans with weapons training and experience. American citizens, especially police and military veterans, from both liberal and conservative sides of the political stream are targeted. Examples include members of white supremacists, i.e. the Tea Party movements, Antifa and alt-right, citizens' militia, the Occupy movements, and other patriotic anti-government groups. The targets are labeled as mentally ill with oppositional defiance disorder, And the cause could be as simple as posting controversial song lyrics and political views on Facebook. Jesus. Welcome to the world we live in, folks. I have some stories because my dad was in the army. He was, like, on the Berlin Wall. He had children with bombs strapped to them thrown at him he 
after coming home was an absolute alcoholic and he did not trust the government he served at all. He knew once he got there, something was wrong. And his brothers have told me stuff like my dad knew something was wrong. Apparently he had seen too much here and there and when his company was brought back over they had to go through what was labeled as a debriefing. Mm. Dad would never tell his brothers what was in that. And my dad was one of ten children. Mm. He had six brothers. They were all very close. They told each other everything. He refused to tell them anything. Well, he probably couldn't. Three of them were in the army at around the same time. Um, One was over in a general area where he was, but they never were in the same anything. But they had had multiple at length conversations about what had happened. And Dad would say specifically, I cannot say And they were like, why? And he said, we were put through a debriefing. And that's all he would ever say. Mom, to this day, has no clue what he was ever talking about. And I I think something was specifically happening there. And that's all we could ever figure out about it. So nothing ever really came from it. But I believe... I don't remember who it was I was talking to. It was somebody recently. I want to say it was Kenji, because that makes the most sense. That they were talking about, well, how can... How can you expect everyone... No, it wasn't Kenji. What the fuck was it? I think it might have been Matt. It might have been while I was in Michigan. How can you expect to believe that everyone would keep their mouth shut about conspiracies? Okay. Like, everyone involved... And it's things like that. At yeah. that, that at that debriefing, they, they were, were probably threatened. threatened. We we will we okay. will destroy you. Now we it will goes... destroy you, your family. We will discredit your entire uh, uh, unit, family unit, and destroy your life. Now it goes a little further, because as you know, my dad died of stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. There was another guy from my county. Who was also, his name was Ralph, who was a very good friend of our family. He was in the same company my dad was. They were raised together, they entered together, they went together, they came back together, which is very rare for them to be kept in the same unit. Yeah. Dad and Ralph kept in touch from everyone in their company, which isn't exactly normal. Right. Every single person died of the same stomach cancer. Ralph died three years after my dad. Well, it's like the the worker, the rescue workers on 9-11. They all died mm-hmm. of the same shit. Now, somebody in the company beat the stomach cancer. I don't remember exactly who, but dad had like a list and he kept them all in, like in his room. Like in the closet, there was like a binder full of, like, old photographs and stuff like that, and he had everybody, like, write their names and their number, everything down. One of them 
survived the stomach cancer, and two months after he was given the all clear, he was killed in a car accident. Hmm. Like, we're talking fully decapitated. Suspicious. With, I kind of thought so, but apparently he was the alcoholics, and I get where he could have gotten to a... I, I get where that looks suspicious. It could also be completely benign. You but, also didn't hear the entire list that I read off. Okay, so but for that many people to all die of stomach cancer, but they got it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dad had a bomb explode and shrapnel was embedded into his stomach. Mm-hmm. That's where they got his can his cancer came from. Is it set up after that? That's why to this day my mom receives benefits because. There was a wrongful death against the government for not protecting, and there were certain things they were supposed to have. Yeah. Have that, some money, shut up about it. Yeah. Of course, Mom got her veterans benefits anyway. Dad got up when he left, but... Yep, yeah, but have some money, shut up about it. Mom, to this day, has no clue what ever happened. Um, Dad wouldn't talk about his military, anything, but... Which is common, because yeah. my grandfather was in World War Two in Korea. He saw some and shit, man. you... You could get camaraderie stories yeah. out of my grandfather about um, his time, but he would not talk about anything beyond that. I had, there was a friend of my stepfather's who uh, was referred to as uncle, and he was in Vietnam. And there were a couple of stories that he had told, one of which is how he got completely fucked over uh, it was during a supposed ceasefire, mm-hmm. and he was in a tower, and um, he said that the the enemy was coming out of the bushes and strapping explosives to the bottom of the tower he was yes. in. Yes. And he was on the radio trying to get permission to fire. Mm-hmm. And they were taking forever, and they kept telling him, no, we're under a ceasefire, you have to wait, mm-hmm. you have to wait. And they were running the line back to the bush to hook it up to the, the plunger. yeah. And he opened fire. It's something he could do. He had to save himself. Yep. He got busted down two or three ranks, he said, because of it. Because yeah. he disobeyed. So the military was totally willing to let this man die. For politics. Yep. They don't care about the men. It's not about that. It's about the end of it. There was also a story that uh, that uncle had told me that um, they, the the enemy would tell the children that the U.S. Marine, or the the U.S. Army, Mm -hmm. uh, the soldiers, had candy and chocolate, and then they would strap explosives yeah. To the child. Okay, that's something dad dealt with. The only story mom ever got out of dad, when she would press him, like, you know, because he was in AA and he would have to go through all this stuff in therapy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as far back as that was, like, that was looked down upon to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. But the one story mom kept pressing, and dad said, do you want to know how many toddlers I had to shoot because they had bombs strapped to them? And she said, no. And he said, then stop asking. He said, I had to kill so many children that I will never sleep. I firmly believe the whole reason that the therapy industry exists is because of the the, the veterans. Like, I, I fully believe that... 
There was so much shit. They saw so much, so many things, and that they, you can't comprehend. You can't. There's no coping with having to kill a child to save your life or to save the lives of your unit. There's no coping with the atrocities that you commit all in the name of Uncle Sam. Dad was very much so at the end, once he was actually over in war, like in the war zones, and after, he never trusted his government. He said, I will always support the brothers I stood with. But I will never trust my government. And mm-hmm. he didn't. He trusted our local cops only because he grew up with them and he knew them. But that, you know the area I grew up, that's very different than My politics. grandfather trusted yeah. the, the police and the fire department and exactly. the, the people that he worked with on a regular basis. My grandfather supported, you know, America. He didn't always agree with the politics exactly. of the person in charge of it, but... He felt that he put in his time and, and he supported, but he did disagree with a lot. Yeah. And there there were conversations that you just didn't enter into. Right. Like, my dad was a Democrat. My mom was a Democrat. Everybody in my family was a Democrat except for my one uncle who swears everybody was a Republican. And when you try to tell him nobody in the family was ever a Republican, he throws a fit. Well, now, <laughs> hold on, because... There is, if you pay attention to history, your uncle is not entirely wrong. I understand, but we every, both know. Every few generations or so, actually it's it's quite longer than that. It's it's every 50, 50 or so years. Yeah. The Democrats and the Republicans swap sides. Yeah. It's, it's happened before multiple times. But he's claiming a specific relative, like my... It would be my great-grandfather. He claims that he... um, We're talking about Papa Peters. Okay. He swears that he was a Republican, and he stands for him because everybody in the family turned his back on him when they became Democrats. And there is voter forms where he wrote down Democrat, and when you try to bring that up to him, he swears you're bringing down the family. Like, it is that... Uh, here's the thing, though. The whole idea of a two-party system is ridiculous. It anyways. really is. You need to pay attention to who's going to be best for what we need. And right now, the problem is, is that's the biggest argument, is because the 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 poor working-class American, the uh, majority fucked. of them, have been duped into believing this that rich if you just thing. work a little bit harder, mm-hmm. you can have that mansion. You can have that beautiful wife. When it's not true. Yeah, you can have all the trappings of high-class living. No, if you most just of, work a little bit harder. No, most of you end up buying a shoe to live in, marrying a potato, and then spending every bit of your savings on a brand new iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's not the American dream. No, the American dream is everything else. The American dream is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in order to do that, we need several things. Uh-huh. You can't have life without health care. Well, we need health care. You can't have liberty without being able to, to speak your mind and, and express your beliefs. And every bit of that is restricted. Yay! And you cannot have the pursuit of happiness when you're buried under a mountain of debt. So I believe what Andrew Yang said more than anything at this point. I believe that 
see, how did he exactly phrase it? No, that's I not what he said. I don't think so. But I mean, thanks for the input. Sorry. The cat wanted to speak his mind. Oh, Andrew Yang said something along the lines of everything has been pressed to the point that nobody can return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've hit the point of no return. We hit the point of t- no return probably a good 15, 20 years ago. And you also said that it's a massive hallucination that, or it wasn't, hallucination isn't the word. Basically, it was a massive cover-up to think that because we are one of the biggest countries, he said, when they tell us we have no money, he said, you need to pay attention because that's not true. He said, we're one of the richest countries, but they have it hidden. Like, it's buried. Although, thank you, Kitty Cat, for the uh, political debate. I look forward to later. Now, <laughs> we started off this episode talking about how conspiracy theorists are try- they're trying to brand us as domestic terrorists. And I expressed my uh, ideology as to why that is. Because those that are willing to speak out against the powers that be need to be silenced. They don't want competition for the story that's being told. We're going to round this episode talking about Epstein. I don't like this case. Nobody does. There's nothing to like about it. No. There's only one thing to like about it. And that's that he did talk beforehand and somebody didn't get to him in time. He wrote everything down and put it in an envelope. It's with the judge. It's it's a matter of so... We have, over the course of the last few years, been inundated with the Me Too movement and all the offshoots from the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. We have seen an uptick in sex trafficking and no, child no, we haven't. We haven't seen an uptick. It's become more aware. We've become more aware. It's of it. always been yeah. there. Always. There is the belief that the whole reason for the detention camps that are are being run right now for the uh, Mexican immigrants. So you can fudge the numbers and... There are children that have disappeared that they have no track of. How many was it the last count? 3,600? Mm-hmm. 3,600 children have disappeared and nobody knows where they are. And... I don't know if any of you out there actually have kids. Kids just don't fucking disappear. They're always under your goddamn foot bothering you. So the fact that okay. 3,700... If, if, if the child is quiet and somewhere and you don't see them, they're usually up to something. There's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> 3,700 children have disappeared. 3,600, I think, was the last count. Either I don't way. remember exactly. That many children have disappeared? There's something going on. It was 800. It's too quiet. 800 in the first year. You need to make sure that they're not fucking drawing on your walls or or getting into the flower. God forbid never take a nap with the toddler still awake in the house. You wake up and the Sharpie is everywhere. So they're saying that Epstein committed suicide. I don't believe it. There is no way with the autopsy that came out. He was under suicide watch, but... Miraculously, that same day, they took him off suicide It just doesn't work. The way they said that the bones broke, it doesn't fit. 
I can't. I watch too many crime shows. I've seen and heard way too many things about autopsy. It, it, it just doesn't... So there was a report that came out that, that said Epstein's neck broken in multiple places, pointing to homicide, not suicide. The case of the disgraced billionaire financier and hedge fund manager Jeffrey Epstein is filled with so many strange circumstances that even the most skeptical readers have difficulty, uh, a difficult time believing mm-hmm. the official story. Now, after more details have been released from the autopsy, the official story has become even less believable. Mm-hmm. The autopsy found that Epstein suffered from multiple broken neck bones, which is not common in cases of suicide. Okay. In fact, the Washington Post reported that they, they were breaks, uh, there were breaks to Epstein's hyoid bone, mm-hmm. which is an inju- injury that experts say Stringulation. is more commonly seen in homicide victims. Okay. So the other thing that was labeled is he had, we've seen that high boy wow I got your shit words are hard <laughs> the hyoid bone break Boing. we have seen that when somebody has either been like pulled up like when they have been lynched or something of that fashion mm-hmm. strangulation with something like uh, what was it the one case we saw where somebody put their foot on the other person's back, looped a belt, and pulled. Yep. Okay. Um, when a person hangs themselves and the neck bone snaps, it's instant. He had petechial hemorrhaging. All of the blood is in his eyes. That doesn't happen when you snap like that. That happens when you've been strangled or when you have been pulled up and allowed to strangle and dangle. It is important to note that these details were leaked by someone close to the matter, but the medical examiner has not issued an official statement on the injuries. On Sunday, Chief Medical Examiner Dr. Barbara Sampson issued a statement saying that the further... That further investigation would need to be done to determine the exact cause of death, but no mention of the injuries was made at the time. Sampson also announced that the private pathologist, Dr. Michael Baden, would be overseeing the, op- uh, mm. the autopsy. Mm. This choice sparked controversy considering that Baden was also involved in the autopsies of Martin Luther King, mm. John F. Kennedy, and John F. Kennedy. Two cases that have long been associated with conspiracy theories. Jonathan Arden, president of the National Association of Medical Examiners, told the Washington Post that the hyoid bone is near the Adam's apple and is most common to see in these types of breaks, or most common to see these types of breaks in cases of homicide. If hypothetically the hyoid hyoid bone is broken, that would generally raise questions about strangulation, but it is not definitive and does not exclude suicidal hanging. Arden, who was not involved in the autopsy, said, Studies have shown that it is incredibly uncommon to break the hyoid bone in a hanging suicide. One study that examined hanging suicides in India between 2010 and 2013 found that the hyoid damage occurred in only 16 of 264 cases, which is about 6%. That would mean that instead of when he looped the rope around his own neck, that would mean that instead of being here, which in normal hanging cases when they suicide by hanging, the rope goes here. For it to break the hyoid bone, it would have to stay under his Adam's apple here. That is physically not possible. Right. I can't even keep a tie to sit that fucking low. Right. So, typically, if you loop it around your neck like this, the knot sits 
here at the base of the skull. Mm -hmm. He would have had to tie it like a necktie and put it here and like basically make sure that he was stationed at the bottom of his neck the whole time. And that's just not... Mm. These numbers are staggering and show that there is just a 6% chance that he actually killed himself mm -hmm. considering those energy, uh, those injuries. Energies. So, yeah. Wow. If Epstein didn't take his own life, then who killed him? It was reported that by CBS that screams were heard from Epstein's cell that night. Suspiciously, the security camera that was taxed with monitoring the area malfunctioned at the time of his death as well. Those close to Epstein, Come on. those close to Epstein, primarily his lawyers, said that he was so optimistic about the case that it almost appeared delusional to anyone who had read the news reports about him. Okay, wait a minute. Epstein was entirely convinced that he was going to be absolved of all charges and that he would be able to get the charges dismissed under a double jeopardy ruling. Mm. After Epstein's initial brush with death a few weeks into his stay in prison, he expressed that he was concerned about his well-being and that he didn't feel safe in the prison. He never mentioned any kind of suicidal thoughts during his stay in prison either. After Epstein was found dead, Attorney General William Barr said that there were serious irregularities at the jail where he was being held. In a speech to law enforcement group in New Orleans, Barr said that he was angry with the facility for their failure to adequately secure the prisoner. Okay, the only thing I can think of, and it's really bad, and I'm very sorry for thinking this, apparently he didn't suck Clinton's dick as well as Monica. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've got to look at who was involved in this case. Like, this is someone who multiple times it had... He was very close friends with Trump, Clinton. There were multiple times where celebrities were on the same plane as women who were being trafficked. One of them who was mentioned was like, something like Naomi Campbell and like... It's very widespread. Like, this case covers a lot. And if there's anything we were getting close to the Illuminati about, this was one of them. Yeah. This is a very influential man. And you're going to tell me that not only did he have petechial hemorrhaging, his hyoid bone was broken. There were screams coming from his cell. The cameras weren't where All of those things just don't add up. You can't show me all of those weird things in such a powerful case like this and then say, it was suicide. No. And you don't randomly do that. And see, here's the thing. One coincidence, okay. The cameras weren't working is a big one for me. But you have all this stuff. All of it. And prisons are big business. Prisons, prisons are a business. You yes. mean they couldn't afford to, to have properly working cameras? I got cameras at my job. I work at a hospital. There are okay. cameras everywhere. Also, you're going to mean to tell me that since... Okay, and these prisons were privatized. So you're going to tell me that the, the one prison that they put this very powerful and rich man into was just one of the poor prisons? Right. No! You, have, you don't think that... They would have had the. Uh, they would have researched and and found the best prison possible to put this person, so they could keep eyes on him at all times, and that they have, would have fully vetted everybody who was involved in his care. Yes, that's the thing. That, the other thing that fucks with me really badly about this case, not only the 
autopsy findings, the fact that one, the person who's going to be releasing the final report, don't trust that person at all. Two, the people that were involved in this case were named in a document and right after his death they released them all like, you didn't get him before he told us all. Like, that was very poignant. Um, it was released to media outlets via the judge in the case. The judge would said, I don't care who killed him or if he killed himself. We're going to move forward with the information he gave because he did leave information. He talked beforehand. Their hit was a little bit too late. Either that or he killed himself after he talked to think that maybe it wouldn't go through. Too bad the judge didn't give a shit about that. And the judge said, we're going to do it anyway. He released names. Uh, people are going to be called in for questioning and things like that. Um, the other thing that made me really upset with this case was the fact that that poor painting, I don't know where it is. I want that painting in my life. I'm sorry, who has a painting of Bill Clinton in heels and a dress in the chair? I, I don't know. It, it's just great to me. I think that was stolen from us. <laughs> it, too many things in this case don't add up. Too many. And a conspiracy theory is born. I, you I don't even think this is a conspiracy theory. Look, you want to start labeling conspiracy theorists as domestic terrorists, then you keep can. your shit tighter. Don't give Y'all us anything sloppy. to talk about. Because you're getting lazy. You, you uh, that I think that's what it comes down to is they're getting lazy. They don't want to put in the work, so it's easier to just try to discredit and arrest and and throw anyone that's talking about anything that isn't the company line into a deep dark cell and throw away the key. When did this article you're reading from get posted? I need to know a date because so, I need to know whether or not something I read was before or after. I've already closed it out. I, I okay, so after. There was a big debate about the autopsy. I did read where the official ruling has been stated as suicide. Mm -hmm. The official ruling. However, it wasn't from the person that you named. It was from the county commissioners. Well, what you have to do is, like, you have to go with uh, the same theory that the, the... that baseball stats use when they find a, a player juicing. You just got to put an asterisk next to the official ruling. Yeah. I <laughs> just, just put an asterisk next to it. I just don't. All of those coincidences to me are not coincidences. There is no. Okay. So the screams from the cell could have been him and, you know, before suicide, you never know what he was going through. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just don't see every single coincidence happening and he's dead with those particular injuries I don't understand it well the question is raised then who killed Epstein and I believe I know the answer who do you think it was I believe it was the birds as they work for the bourgeoisie you can't trust them I am so done with your bullshit. That joke goes out to Paul Jameson, a, a, a listener who has been sending um, posts and, <laughs> and, and pictures from his own yard. 
saying that the birds are watching him. I love that joke. I he, really do. He recently posted in the rabbit hole group, uh, he had wild turkeys in his yard, and that they've sent a, a team, a team of uh, uh, attack turkeys to silence him. I did see somebody made a point about that particular conspiracy. Y'all realize that there are more animals they were testing on at that point than birds. Can't trust the fucking lizards either. Every president had dogs. Sorry, when they're watching you go to the bathroom. Hey, what are you doing? Think about that. Pet dogs have been infiltrated. They're bred to go back to the bourgeoisie. Yeah. But uh, that'll do it for this episode. Um, As always, take everything we say with a grain of salt. Do the research yourself. And, uh, you know, it's not up to us to sway you one way or another. We just provide information and you do with what you will. Um, If any of you out there, and I feel that this is going to have to be a uh, disclaimer that gets put in front of our show. Yes. if anyone out there takes what we say and goes out and harms anyone, we don't need you as a fan. We don't need you as a listener. We don't want you around. We don't want to associate with you. Um, it is never a good idea to go out and harm others just because of what you believe. Um, yes, it may feel like the task of going about it the right way and affecting change through uh, the political avenues that are put forth for us is tiring, but it is a much better option than the senseless killing of innocent people. Thank you for joining us for the rabbit hole. As always, remember to adjust your ears.